Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. Today, we are going to talk about a, uh, a new phenomenon that's kind of going on in uh, the church um, called Leave Loud. It's a hashtag that's been trending on Twitter uh, for a little while, and it all kind of stems from an article that was written a few years ago by the New York Times saying that uh, people of color were quietly leaving uh, predominantly white spaces and, and even spaces that were uh, more diverse that were being led by by white people due to uh, white evangelical support of Trump and um, their lack of um, acknowledgement and support for racial justice. And so now we have this, this hashtag leave loud trending that is encouraging other people to leave loud and, and just sharing their stories about why they left loud and uh, naming names in the process. Um, so, Brother William? Yes. Um, why, I'm still why? trying to think through the word phenomenon. Phenomenon? That's a, that's that's a, a weird word. word. Yeah, I got lost in that word. Okay. So, Yes. Um, yeah. yeah I'm using I was, you should also. I was thinking too. You, uh, we are we are in the Twitterverse. Yes. We have Twitter accounts. Do you know what your Do you know what your Twitter handle is? I do not. <laughs> I think it's I was like, just thinking. I was like, I'm not even sure. I, mine's be, like Brother William, Bro Will, Mar, Bro Will Marshall something. <laughs> you know, I really only just started using it recently. <laughs> I know. And I had it for years. I'm like, I was like your only friend for a while. <laughs> right. Your only I like follower. It. I'm following you. Yeah. Nobody else is following Just Twitter you. stalking for real. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, you guys, good luck finding us on Twitter. It's like a right. challenge. It's not a gonna... challenge. <laughs> Can you find right. William and Kenny on Twitter? Won't be able to look at our logo either to figure out how we look. I know. We, we probably need to do like a, well, at some point we'll try to do a diversity and fellowship Twitter account. At some point. I'm going to make you right. do that. You have to keep that up. So, okay. So a trend. So leaving loud, the hashtag right. is happening. It's a trend, right? People are doing it. It's, it's happening. Yes. Yeah. Movement. Let's call it a movement. Movement. Right. I think that would be fair. Yeah. I think that's how. Right. So um, why should people leave loud versus leaving quietly why why should yeah why are they leaving loud versus leaving quietly well i think uh and again we want to be you know we want to be fair and i I think um you know one of the things that they're they're trying to do they're attempting to do is is just to be clear that the space that they are leaving whatever that space happens to be uh is actually not safe for others so so there is there is kind of this um I mean, it's where you understand, hey, look, there are other people involved in the organization. There are other things happening in this organization. I need to be clear about the reasons why I'm leaving. And although I could leave quietly, you know, that might not be a uh, that not be, that might not be a way to serve the others who are staying or serve others who are considering leaving. Right. Know? And so I want to leave in such a way that others are very clear. This is the danger that I see here. This is why I think it's important to leave. So I, I think that's. I think that's one reason. What 
What would you add to that? I believe it gives other people who are more hesitant, who who yeah. who kind of just endure the abuse and and the suffering in silence. It gives them the courage mm-hmm. to leave as well when right. they see other people leaving loudly. Okay. We, I mean, we see this a lot, even with um, sexual abuse victims. That's right. Right. If one person comes forward mm-hmm. and, and exactly brings right. attention to it, then mm-hmm. other people start to show up and say, "Hey, this is what happened to me." Mm-hmm. as well. So if if you have people of color coming forward and saying, hey, you know, this is what's going on here, uh, we're leaving, then those other people who have experienced that same sort of um, abuse are, right. are um, just being ignored. Yeah. They, they feel comfortable um, leaving as well. Right, and maybe they wouldn't have said anything before because they were like, you know, they were like, is this a safe place? You know, like I, right. maybe I'm misre- mis- misunderstanding this or misreading this or whatever. But then when somebody else is like, no, he, you know, here's my experience, here's what's happened to me, then that person can be like, yeah, that, okay, I, I didn't misread that, you know, or whatever. Right. I mean, that, that can be, I think it's a good approach. Yeah. Yeah. What else, brother? Well, I think, um, you know, one of the other goals, obviously, would be that the organization or church or um, whatever it is that you're leaving, space, um, would actually see the need to make changes. Right. Um, Because, you know, sometimes it's, um, sometimes when folks leave quietly, you can come up with a whole host of reasons of why they left. Right. You know, and sometimes you can assign some really ugly, you know, false motives and well they left because they were just mean you know or they yeah. left because they didn't like us or they left because they were going liberal or they left because you, you know you come up with all these kind of and so then the organization just continues to plug along and do the things that it was always doing whereas right. if they leave in such a way that they're like look this is the this is what this is what i've experienced you know or this, these are the reasons why i'm leaving and like we just said if that brings out even other people who are saying yes we've experienced that too and we it kind of forces the organization at that point. You can't really pretend like they're re- they're leaving for other reasons. I mean, you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, you can come up with all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff. But I think it does kind of force the force the organization to hopefully, hopefully, take a hard look at itself and say, hey, maybe we're not handling some things the way we should. You know, maybe we need to reach out to these folks and figure out how we could have done better. You know, and so, so That's I think good. I think that would be a goal. I mean, I you know. Maybe not again. Not the primary goal, because um, probably most of them are are leaving because they feel like the organization is kind of there's not a, they don't have a whole lot of hope for it, or otherwise they right. would stay, you know. And yeah. so, so anyway, that uh, so yeah, I think that would be you know maybe to try to help the organization out. Now, now, what we have to ask here, right? If this if this kind of began with a New York Times article and like is is there biblical precedent for this? Like, is this a or is this just kind of a hey, we want to be loud and we want to, you know, we want to draw attention to ourselves or or is there is there um is there a biblical is this uh, ask it this way, is this a biblical approach? Yeah. I I would say that it's a biblical approach just based upon kind of Matthew 18. If okay. you've exhausted all of your other efforts, I, I believe it's in time to um for lack of a better term, shout it from the rooftops. So, right. <laughs> like yeah. you've you've gone to the people, you've talked to the leadership, um, you've addressed your concerns, and mm. there's nothing being done about it. Right. Then it's time to, as Matthew 18 would say, bring it before the entire church. Right. And so 
sometimes that means you have to get loud about it, right? Right. Let, yeah. let them know that these these people are in sin. Treat them as a pagan or a tax collector, I believe is what right. Matthew 18 says. These people are in sin. I've done what I'm supposed to do as far as trying to get them to repent, which is the goal of Matthew 18. Mm. Um, they haven't done that, so we are sounding the alarm. Right. Right. And we hope even in sounding the alarm, as you said, that they will make the proper changes mm-hmm. right, and get in line with Scripture. But right. if, if not, then we, have, we are at least letting other people know um, that this is not a safe place. Right. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, along the lines of uh, you could add First Timothy 5 there where Paul is, you know, uh, he's talking about, you know, if somebody's going to bring a charge against an elder, they have to have two or three witnesses. Yeah. But if they persist in sin, Paul's like, Make it public, right? Right, for the yeah. sake of the rest of the church, right? So it's not just a yeah, we want to do this for the sake of the elder and so that the elder will repent, but it's also so that we can say to the rest of the church, this is this is wrong. You right. right? This is a wrong way to live. This is a wrong way to act. Um, and so there needs to there's kind of this, um, again because of the nature of particularly if you're talking about a church i mean the, the nature of it is a it's a public ministry and um i think sometimes we forget that right you know it's like well we want to keep it all in house and we want to be private and we want to you know and it's like no 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 like we um, preaching teaching ministering to others like th- those are public those are public ministries and so right if there is a situation in which a leader, a pastor, needs to be warned because he's he's fallen into grievous sin, you know whether it's um, you know sexual abuse, those types of things, those yeah. those situations, um, or kind of you know just continuing to follow you know continuing to follow along racist lines that right. you know even though he may claim that I'm not or whatever. I mean, like at times you, there has to be. There has to be a statement of this. This is wrong. Yeah, you know this is a this is a wrong way to handle this. And so, um, I know the situation there in First Timothy five is different, but but there is a. It does seem like there's a precedent there, right? In Matthew eighteen, it's the same thing, right? If you can just go one on one to your brother and win your brother, then you do that and you forgive it and everything's. Mm-hmm. But if it continues and it persists, at right. some point it has to become wider, right? Yeah, the, the circles become wider. Yeah. And so if we're talking about a public organization that's being led publicly in a way that's, you know, unhelpful. Right. Um, or even even in a sense where there's there's things going on behind the behind the doors, you know, that are these kind of ugly conversations or ugly things that are being said or uh, just a lack of awareness. I mean, all those types of things at some point, those things need to be, you know, now, granted, I mean, I think you said this, right? You um, that's not the first step. No. Which is maybe a you know a problem you know at times because it's like I'm gonna yeah you know I've been offended and I'm going to Twitter right you know like I'm 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 going straight to I'm going straight to the end of Matthew 18 and it's like no, right I think you have to let the Lord work and and leave room and um so I mean I, that's why you said when you've exhausted yes kind of all of those other avenues right you know then it can be. Uh, appropriate. Are there other other maybe passages or precedents that you see in the scriptures that would uh, support leaving loud? Yeah, I would say. Well, we have in Third John, the Apostle John is given given a warning to the church that he's writing to to mm-hmm. watch out for a specific individual. I'm not going to butcher his name. Come on, you, let's, di- let's hear Diotrephes. Diotrephes. Right? Yes. Diotrephes. Yeah. So he's given a warning about him to the people that he's writing to. 
Uh, and so he's like letting him know, like, this is, he's treating us wrong. Yep. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so you need to watch out for him as well. Mm-hmm. And so he's naming names. He's saying it loudly. Right. You know, this person is doing us harm and he, possibly he will do you harm. So watch out for him. Paul in, mm. in Second Timothy, at the end of Second Timothy, he warns Timothy to watch out for Alexander because mm. Alexander had d- done wrong to him. Right. And he's trying to make sure that Timothy does not experience what he experienced from the hands of Alexander. Mm-hmm. So he's calling out people again, specifically, loudly, to um, warn others not to be um, deceived or harmed by these other people. Now, what would you say to people who would come back at you? I don't necessarily agree with these people, but, but right. how would you respond to somebody who says, yeah, but those are private letters, like Paul's writing to... Paul's writing to Timothy. Of course, I guess Third John. You couldn't make right. that argument with Third John yeah, because yeah. he's writing. I mean, he's writing to the. I think that point needs to be made. Like, yeah, he's writing to churches. Like, he's right. These are public letters, <laughs> right? And a lot, and a lot of them was like circular, circular, like, right? Yeah. Other, and he knew that different churches were going to read those letters, right? Don't you think we, <laughs> like, if Paul were alive today and writing those things today, Ooh. I mean, he would get in so much trouble I know for naming na- I mean he is naming individuals right and it's almost like you can do anything on Twitter but don't you gotta be vague yeah like don't start getting specific right. about okay this person said a lot said of sub tweeting goes on right <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even know what they're talking about I can't half the time. follow it man <laughs> right. like who are, who are you referring to we are terrible we need like, like a save crash, the day we need a crash course on like how right. to effectively use Twitter very passive aggressive just basically use Twitter I don't even right. I can't remember my hashtag or my name <laughs> right. it's, not, it's not even called a hashtag Kenny that's not what it's called what is it called I don't, I don't handle know. your Twitter, handle? Your Twitter oh, man, handle. I don't even know, man. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think, I mean, I, I do think it's very interesting that in the text, I mean, Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul is naming names. Yes, right. I, you know, you and I have had conversations before. Right. Like I, I struggle with that at times. Like we, we, know? we should be. I, I just feel like sometimes it's like, yeah, we do have these conversations. Like we need to call out false. False teachers yeah. and churches who are yeah. preaching the false gospel, like name names. But you know, oh. once we do that in today's then society, you're, then you're that church, yeah, and you're that pastor, you're those mean spirited and mm-hmm. all types of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, but I, I mean, we we have these examples in scripture, and right. I, I, yeah, we do definitely need to be be careful in regards to those things. So I mean, that kind of leads into like, when is this an unbiblical? approach right right yeah i mean i I would say one if you can be patient yeah and that actually help others right help the organization maybe help others who are in the organization who are trying to figure out uh you know what's happening um if if you have a place where the leadership maybe is not doing a good job but they at least seem to be wanting to do a better job. You know, I mean, they're they're yeah. at least listening to some degree. Maybe they're not following through like they should, or maybe they're, you know, th- those types of things. So, I mean, I, I think um, I think there can be a time where it the, the situation still calls for patience. Right. Right. Would you agree with that? I mean, you think that's true? Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Um, if if you haven't exhausted all options right Right. yeah and you you realize that people are at least open to what you are saying Mm -hmm. they they are moving kind of in the right direction 
but it may mm-hmm. not be as fast as you would like them to. Right. But yes. you still see progress, right? Right. I think it's wrong for us to expect people to move at the same speed mm. at all times. That's tough. Right? Yeah. It's, it's hard for us to... <laughs> it's hard to not want that. Right. Especially when you're dealing with, you know injustice yeah, and right. things like that you yes. like okay well let's let's speed this let's speed this process on right but we have to realize that even w- when we're talking about salvation and sanctification mm-hmm. right all of those things uh some people hear the gospel one time right yep and they come to Come that's to right. Christ because yep. that's what because the Holy Spirit is doing the work, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people mature faster in the faith because the Holy right. Spirit is doing the work, mm-hmm. right? And and the gospel is being preached the whole time, right? It's just that it it falls and it and it yeah. and then the seed grows at different paces. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that's the same thing when we when we're trying to awaken people to the gospel implications when it comes to racial justice, right? Right is that the Holy Spirit is going to to work in, in different ways in different people. Now, if they're just being hard, hard-hearted and quenching the Spirit, right. then I would just say, yeah, it's time to shake the dust right. off your feet. Yeah. But when it comes to... Hey, I'm seeing I'm seeing some growth. I'm seeing right. some some progress, but it may not be that they're at a 10 yet. Yeah, yeah. They still may be at that 5. Right. Like it's time for us to be patient and continue to um, maybe some discipleship is needed at that point right. in time and not just I'm going to to leave loud and and not I'll not give you the grace to to actually mature in that area. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think using the numbers, you know, like if you're at an eight you yeah. know, or a nine or a ten. Right. Right. I mean, you're ready. You're, you're rolling. You're you're ready to go on this. And you're you know, and you're in a relationship with somebody, or there's a leadership, or there's you know whatever, and you feel like they're at a zero, one or two, right? Right. You know, it's hard to say, I'm, I'm going to be patient. Yes. I'm going to stay here, and if they're a one, in the next year, if they're a two or a three, then I'm going to praise the Lord and be thankful for what's happening and be thankful yeah. that we're moving it. You know, that is difficult work. It is. You know, and and. And again, I mean, I, obviously those numbers, I'm just making up numbers, but, but I, I do think, I do think that that can be really, really hard work. And I, and I think sometimes you're called to be an eight and stay. And sometimes you're called to be an eight and go somewhere where you can maybe yeah. be more effective as an eight, you know? Right. And so that's another kind of another factor there as far as, you know, trying to decide, does the Lord want me to stay? And that kind of leads to another, um, some other ideas, because something else I would say is that if you if you still have some power within the organization yeah. to fight for change now maybe you never had power and that's a whole different right that's a whole different thing but you know if you do have some power either you are in a position of power and you're in a position of leadership those types of things or even if you just would say the leadership listens to me like yes particularly you have if influence. you're in a si- yeah if you're in an influence that's a good word mm-hmm. if you're in a situation where you're in the you're the minority and the leadership is you know majority but they but they are trying to listen. I mean, they yeah. are trying. Now, you may say, yeah, but they are stuck at a two, you know. But if they are trying to listen, then the Lord may want you to—the Lord may be using you yes. to help sanctify them. Right. You know, and so they're, they're, that, that dynamic can happen. Yes. Um, and again, it kind of goes back to that first thing you said where— Try not to leave until you've exhausted all of that. Right. You know, I mean, you, you've exhausted those 
types of things. Yeah, because we still we still want to like understand that the goal is John 17, what Jesus prayed. Yeah, right. The goal right. is still for the church to be united. Mm-hmm. Now, we want to be you know, we want to be peaceful with one another. We want to make sure that um, we're, we're not harming one another. Right. Right. But still, that's the goal. Like the our our natural response shouldn't be let's leave when things are not going our way. Right. Our natural response is we're going to fight for the unity of the body of Christ. That's good. Yeah. And so our our default position is one of, of patience and trying to work things out right. and, and not to leave, whether it's quietly or loudly. Right. 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 Yeah. Is there a danger in leaving loud? Yeah. And the danger I see and. You know, I would I would say that, you know, the people who are doing this may not have this same view initially. But I, I think this is something that they need to think about and we all need to think about is, well, we can say that the the white spaces don't have the answers when it comes to justice, racial justice. Right. Right. The, the wrong thing to believe then is to say that the black church has the answer to mm. Uh, all the racial issues right. um, that we see in the in the nation, or or to think that even if they had all the the answers to the racial issues, like that they have everything correct in regards to <laughs> you know our faith, yeah, our following Christ, right, right. Uh, like understand that there are issues within every church, right, mm. right. wherever identity they they have. Mm. There's there's going to be issues wherever you go. And so what we don't want to do is say, well, I'm going to leave these white spaces and everything they done is evil. And then mm. everything in these spaces are good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that um, whiteness is bad. Mm. Blackness is all good. Right. Like right. that. That is not going to be healthy for for anybody yeah right you're just you will just find yourself going in a, another harmful direction right and, and the goal is to follow christ right yeah. the goal is not to follow um one particular group and, and think that any particular group has it all figured out we know that's not the case and wouldn't you say too like the whole nature of like leaving loud kind of uh th- there's always i think there's always pressure on the person who left to kind of defend why they left. Yes. You know, there's a whole lot of pressure on a person who leaves loud. Right. Right. And so one of those pressures could be to embrace everything. Yeah. And and you you know what I'm saying? You know, if you've left a white space and so you're going to go into a black space, and even though you would say, you know, there's some things I don't agree with and there's some things that, you know, I don't line up with, but I feel like I need to, you know, be here. The Lord's calling me here. (laughs) <laughs> leaving loud could put pressure on you to well, I just need to I just need to embrace everything. You know, yeah. I, I need it because that's that's that will help me justify why I left this other space. Right. You know. And I I think we have to be careful there. Yeah. You know, I mean just or just recognize that um that could be an added uh pressure. Right. I mean cuz here's the thing. Like you're you're leaving a space that you are very familiar with, you form mm-hmm. relationships with. Right. Like you leave that space, you there's a ten, you know, there's a possibility that now you are isolated. 
Mm. Right. Yeah. And so in order to to go into another space that that may be predominantly black or minor, whatever minority, mm-hmm. you feel like you got to accept everything here. Right? right. So you're not on an island somewhere. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. so yeah, you got to avoid that temptation to, to think that because I leave one space that the other space is going to somehow be safe mm. or healthy. Right. That's not necessarily the case. All right. Well, so we I think it's important for us to ask the question that this yeah. is this is kind of a movement, right? If, right. For our listeners, if you have no idea what we're talking about, and that's that, okay. I mean, I don't. We cautiously would suggest, you know, you can just search the hashtag Leave Loud. You know, this is actually a hashtag. Yeah, it's a time. hashtag. Right. Not a handle. It's a right. hashtag. That's confusing. <laughs> But if you, you know, if you search that, I mean, you're going to see kind of all kinds of ways, you know, different, different things. So you're, you're going to see that the movement language is probably right. They're different issues. It's not just a minority, majority, leave loud thing. Uh, the sexual abuse, like we, we mentioned that, is, yeah. is a part of um, kind of the lead loud movement. What do you think, Kenny? What, what can we, what can we kind of learn? What can we, what can be some takeaways from this movement? Yeah. Um, so as I was kind of reading on this and, and listening to some of the people tell their stories, I took it. I mean, because we're knee deep in, in trying to bring about reconciliation right. and, and fight for diversity. We're diversity and fellowship. Right. That is, and so yes, that's the name of the podcast. Game. Right. Yeah, so so I good. took a lot of this as marriage advice. Because I consider this a marriage, right? We're yes. we're united. We're one That's now. That's weird. Right? That's weird. <laughs> like not me and you being okay. <laughs> being married. Please clarify. Sense. Yeah, we, we we don't want to go that far with it, but it it is like um, for me <laughs> a commitment in in that sense. Yeah. And so what 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 I could do is I can listen to what they're saying and then say, well, it's not going to happen to us. Right. Like this is what a lot of newlyweds and people who yeah. are engaged they say when they hear marriage advice. Like it's not going to happen to us. Right. And so I had to really um, listen to some of the things they were saying. And um, Jamar Tisby, he had a quote that said, you know, if you are if you are black in in white spaces, you either get pushed out, burned out or you sell out. Mm. You either get pushed out, burned out or you sell out. Mm. So for me as a, uh, a black man, I'm like, OK, uh, I need to guard against any of those things, right? right? All of them. Now, I can't. Yeah. I can't really guard against being pushed out because, right. <laughs> you, yes. you know, if you want me go, if people want me going, I'm right. gone. They right? Push me out. They push me out. Right. right. They push yeah. me out. They push me out. But as far as being burned out or or sell out, I have to guard against those things. Mm. Right. I I don't need to um, try to make myself more more white or <laughs> you know <laughs> I need to be who I am, who there God you. made me to be. Right. And so. Yeah, I think we we can learn from that is that we, what we have to do is we have to make sure that we are um, representing ourselves honestly, that we're not um, trying to be something that we are not mm-hmm. understanding that we're all made in the image of God and there is beauty and value in all of those things. Right. Right. That's good. That's a good word. Hey, what would you add to that about what, what can we learn? Well, this has been a big one for us, right? I mean, we've talked about this a lot. You have to have places of authority for minorities. Right. Though, particularly for the places where they were like, they're trying to be diverse, they're yeah. trying to be multicultural, and yet you might, the minorities are like, this is not working, you know, this yeah. is, we're leaving. You have to look look at that and say, why, why? And I, th- you know, just in our conversations and in our experience here at uh, the church, 
Um, it, it would not have worked if I said, Kenny, why don't you come on and be my assistant, you know, yeah. at the new church or whatever. Um, and, and I'm not even sure it would have worked if, if, if it would have, you know, it, I mean, maybe because, I mean, maybe it would have worked the other way, you know, if I was your assistant, you know, just because of minority, major, uh, majority dynamics yeah. or whatever. But I think in hindsight, we've been blessed by the fact that we said, why don't we just both have equal authority? Right. You know, yeah. there, there has to be, um, there has to be some equal authority or there's going to continue to be people leaving loud. I, yeah. I think, you know, um, what else would you add to that? Yeah. Uh, and I think that one of the things that came out in the, in the leave loud, um, so, some of the stories and, and some of things that were posted is that sometimes minority culture can be used as the seasoning mm, instead of an yeah. integral part of the meal, so to speak. Yeah. Right. And so we're, we're using minority culture to draw other people in or to make ourselves look like mm-hmm. we, we actually embrace, um, diversity or that we are embracing, uh, some racial justice, but we're really only using it for uh, promotion, yeah. advertisement. Right. Um, and, and so we have to be careful about that to say right. that, we, no, we, we actually want diversity. We want it to be part of our DNA. Right. And not just part of what's on the surface of what yeah. we're doing as a church. Yeah. Which would be solved again by having leaders there who can say, right. Uh, is this, is this tokenism? Like, yeah. what, what are we doing here? You know, yeah. why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing it this way? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Lastly, I would say, you know, we just got to be willing to make sacrifices. That's right. Like, and, uh, and I think that's important to say for the majority. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times the majority is like, we want to be seen as being diverse, but we're not quite ready to give up right. what we've enjoyed and didn't really even know we were enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, I think giving up control, giving up preferences, because um, that's the only way you're going to, it's going to be more than just seasoning, right? Yeah. Hey, you guys come in and, you know, maybe every now and then you can sing a special, you know, and sing a gospel song. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, no. Right. Like that. It's not it's not seasoning, you know. Right. And, and I think I think, again, having, um, you know, having minorities in a place of authority can help avoid that. I mean, yeah. That's a real way to move forward in that. You're right. Yeah. Cool. All right. What's our diversity resource for this week, brother? All right. So. Diversity resource. One of them is an article about Thaddeus Williams called "Social Justice Breakup or Breakthrough," and he deals with some of the um, ways in which we can examine ourselves to make sure that if we are leaving spaces or leaving uh, even our faith uh, to deal with social justice issues, to make sure we're doing it in a way that's biblical uh, and and not going down the wrong path. Uh, we also just will pull a link up to kind of the whole "Leave Loud" um, hashtag and. And once we don't agree with everything there, uh, but we just want to give you some of the perspectives that are coming out um, in this movement. All right. That sounds means we are time for a crazy question. We're almost out of time. So what is our crazy question for this week, brother? All right, brother. So as a pastor. Yes. Let's say you're leaving loud. You're leaving a church loud. What passage would you preach right. if you were trying to leave loud? Yeah, right. I mean, I, I think a good go-to passage would be Revelation 3. Yeah. You know, five <laughs> ways that you are losing your lampstand, right? I mean, that would be a good title for sermon. Uh, right. Five ways that your lampstand is at risk. Yes. You know, I mean, uh, I think that would be a good good kind of place to say, hey, there's some serious... 
problems with what's happening here. Yeah. But what about you? What would be your go-to passage? Yeah, I'm going Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Like, hey, hey, you think you are saved, but you're probably oh, not, wow. right? Yes, that's right. You think you're, you're okay. You're going to straight up question your salvation. Yeah, I'm going to question right. your total Like, you're doing all these good things, right? Right. But yes. But Jesus is going to say, depart yeah. from me, you evil doers. Yeah. I mean, another it? one, that, I mean, in that same uh, area in the Sermon yeah. on the Mount, he talks about, you know, they'll know you by your fruit. Right. Right. I mean, it's yeah. pretty serious warnings there. Yeah. Bad so. tree. Yeah. <laughs> Cut down the bad tree and throw Cut it in down. the fire. Yeah. We, we burn it all bridges I mean, you as could we do, leave. You could do Third John, but then you're going to have to figure out diatrophies, right? You're going right. to have to be comfortable with uh, saying his name. Which, no. I'm just going to call him D. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, good grief. With that note, we hope that you have enjoyed uh, the uh, episode this week, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.